Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of Hashtag Football Friday episode of Second City Sports. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We're at W-A-R-R on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you give War Media a follow at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very different opinions. If you have any definite opinions due to our two-hour extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show, you can hit us up at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments to the comments section. Lakino will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I've given Lakino full power to give you fools to beer lamp beer boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> but before we begin... We must remind you that you can also catch Sports Old Chicago on Roku TV. That's right. Sports Old Chicago is available on Roku TV. So celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports Old Chicago is now on Roku TV. You can catch all the five live shows throughout the week. So you happen to miss them. You can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. So if you have a Roku TV, just tap on the sports folder and download Sports Zone Chicago through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. You have some handheld devices laying around, iPad, iTouch, your Chromebook, your PC. You, you just download Roku TV app and access Sports on Chicago that, that way. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. So, Lakina, let's kick out this episode. Oh, we before we kick out this episode... Uh, we we, uh, we we would not be doing our um, due justice if we don't tell you guys to uh, uh, give veterans or veterans that you know in your family and tell them Happy Veterans Day. Every day is Veterans Day, but I know today is the official holiday of Veterans Day. We salute those uh, that have served our country, both men and women, in the past and the present, right now. 
And so happy Veterans Day to all our uh, U.S. veterans of, around the world. Uh, you help keep our country safe. Some, I know sometimes it doesn't seem like you guys don't get appreciated. Unfortunately, that's the case at times. But we at Second City Sports and Sports on Chicago appreciate you on this uh, special day. So happy Veterans Day to our, all our veterans, men and women from across the country. And all right, let's the, get it started. And around yeah. the world as well. <laughs> yes. All right, let's get it started. Lakina, uh, let's talk some NBA, in particular, first the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls split their two games uh, this, this week since we last talked to you guys. They beat the Toronto Raptors on Monday. Uh, revenge, uh, uh, Avenger they lost from on the road from the previous day. And, of course, they lost a heartbreaker to New, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson and crew 115-111 to 111 on Wednesday night. Lakina, I am encouraged the way this Bulls team has played. I know Andre Drummond is back with the team. Patrick Williams is starting to play well. He's averaging over 10 and a half points a game, uh, close to uh, five and a half, uh, over five and a half rebounds and almost two blocks a game for the month of November. So far, he's starting to play well. I like the way Javante Green is playing. Gordon Dragic is starting to pick his game up, uh, coming off the bench, giving uh, that spark. Uh, from the guard position, Alex Caruso, he's been struggling offensively. Uh, I, he, he's going to adjust. He's fine. He's still bringing that energy defensively. Lakina, as we said before, this is a, this was a tr- tough stretch to, for the Bulls to start off the season with the schedule, but I think they've done okay so far. As we said before the season started, you, you get to 500, keep your record slightly above 500 for, for when Lonzo Ball returns, hopefully after the month of January, you can really see this team really take off. Right now, they're being tested. Uh, could the record be a little bit better? Of course, but right now, they're doing okay. I'm not too worried. I'm not going to throw my computer out the window just yet. Not yet. Well, no, I think the thing is, is that, you know, there's been, you know, it's some, some bad luck and a little bit of, you know, good luck, too. I mean, that game against mm-hmm. uh, Toronto on Monday, you know, they got their revenge. You know, Zach mm-hmm. Levine, you know, 30 points, which is a season high for him. You know, everyone else stepped up because DeMar DeRozan didn't have his best game. So it's good to see, you know, when he doesn't have his best game, he only had nine points. You know, Zach stepped up. Vooch had a double-double with 15 and 13. Um, you know, Pat Will- P. Will's been playing a lot better, too. You know, 10 points, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of, you know, good assists and such. So everyone contributed. Derrick Jones Jr. had 12 points. You know, Dragon had 10 points off the bench as well. So this was a good contribution for pretty much everybody, especially with DeMar not having his best game. So, you know, good, uh, you know, great on them. They were to get their revenge against Toronto. Now, the, the, the Pelicans game, I, I, I'm just there, – there were some bad calls. I'm going to say it's – you know that you know there was some you know stuff against P. Will that you know he they, you know, they didn't call you know foul on him for that. There were a couple of mm-hmm. others. There was another call I think late in the game that probably should have been a foul on Brendan Ingram. It wasn't. He ended up you know scoring a game when he shot to uh, that seal that game for the Pelicans and uh, Vooch uh, showed the refs that they were number one uh, in the uh, in the league. There. You know, turkey uh, bird salute, huh? <laughs> Yeah, you got fined 15 grand by uh, Joe Dumars, of all people. Well, go figure there. Oh, the irony there. But, uh, you know, he had to get a fine for that. But, look, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not listening to all the pundits that say, well, the Bulls should be better. The Bulls are going to suck. You know, they're going to struggle to get out of the play and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm not listening to those folks. I mean, you know, they don't really know too much. But it, I don't know too much either. But I'm more reasonable and more logical than some of those guys. And, you know, so. Look, they got a they got a tough one against uh, Denver on Sunday, so they get a couple of days off, you know, to rest up and heal up. You know, they got you know, they got a game coming up against Denver, so 
They'll be rested, so they should be able to do well against that game, assuming that I'm sure Zach's going to play in such because they haven't haven't played in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not worried about the Bulls. I mean, if they're right at a right, you know, right a little over 500, it looks like Lonzo's starting to kind of, you know, be cleared for basketball activities, which is thank goodness. So I think that should help a little bit. Yeah. Cruz needs to be a little bit better, you know, bringing the ball up and stuff. You'll find somebody that'll probably can bring the ball up and, you know, set up a little bit better on the offensive side. I think that's what killed him in that game against the Pelicans. But overall, look, I'm not freaking – yeah, could the record be a couple of games better? Sure, but I'm not going to freak out because, like, oh, my God. Like, look, they could be in worse spots. I mean, they could be the Lakers. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, we'll get to them in just a, just a moment. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday Edition. I'm Sid. That's Lakina live in the 11 Color Sports on Chicago. We're talking Bulls and NBA. You have a question for us, you can hit us up at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Lakina, before we move on to the rest of the association, are you worried about Zach Levine so far? He's played nine out of 13 games so far this year. He's averaging uh, barely over 22 points per game. I know DeMar DeRozan uh, uh, was struggling the last couple of games. He's, he's recently has picked it up. Are you worried about Zach Levine? Because I know all the talk, uh, especially after that contract he received over the summer, and, uh, you know, and there were some reports over the last uh, few days that he wanted to play the games that he's missed because uh, the Bulls organization is worried about him long term, and rightfully so to an extent. But are you worried about Zach Levine? Uh, uh, picking up his game. Uh, it looks like he had some uh, hops the other night against New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, with those, with those, with a couple of those dunks. So, me personally, I'm not worried about him too much yet. He's still trying to get back in, into shape, and he should. As I said this last year, if you remember, he should play off of Demar because with Demar Derozan, it, he's that guy that takes the last second shot. If he doesn't have the shot, Zach Levine should be the next man up. Are you worried about Zach Levine at this point yet, or you still going to give him some more time? Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to take him, like, at least like, a quarter through the season. We're not even at a quarter through the season yet. So I think for people mm-hmm. who are, you know, wondering, like, is it going to be a problem long term? Like, he's still trying to get his game back, get his strength back. And such. It's going to take a while. So I think people, people just need to be patient. Okay. Uh, let's uh, hop over to the rest of the association, like, since we have a few uh, minutes left before the bottom of the hour break. Uh, what surprised you and what disappointed you from the rest of the association uh, this week, minus the Brooklyn Nets? We'll get into that with our girl Christine Manica next hour because, because of the coaching change. And Kyrie, uh, it looks like he may or may not play. He should, uh, 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 like I said, we'll get into it with her uh, uh, next hour. But minus the Brooklyn Nets, uh, what surprised you and what disappointed you th- uh, this week from the Around the association. Well, I think you know Phoenix had a uh, Phoenix, you know, had a kind of like a mixed bag. You know, they lost to uh, the Sixers on Monday, who were without James Harden. Though they did mm-hmm. uh, had uh, though they did bounce back uh, in that game against Minnesota, being them you know pulled them away from them on Wednesday, one twenty nine, one seventeen. Booker had thirty two points. I think CP three was out as well with a heel injury. So the fact that they were able to you know control that game you know, throughout, I mean, I saw a little bit of that game as well. The Clippers look like they're starting to kind of get it going a little bit. I mean, you know, they edge out, you know, the Cavs. And, of course, you know, they – That was a great away. game to watch. That I watched was, the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty exciting game. Uh, you know, Paul George, you know, did just enough to, you know, pull it out uh, for them. Mm-hmm. You know, although Cleveland did have their shots so, to win it, but uh, they missed it. Um, you know, they also beat L- uh, the Lakers, of course, you know, by 13. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, Miami is starting to might be riding the ship a little bit, you think? Under our girl Lana Tucker, I know she's still kind of starting to kind of freak out a little bit. They did lose to Portland, 
by 13 on Monday, though they did have a bounce back, you know, game last night. You know, pretty good. Uh, I saw a little bit of this game too. They had a, a thoroughly 117, 112 uh, victory over the Hornets last night, so they had a, a nice showing there. Washington upset uh, Dallas last night uh, by eight points. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had 36, uh, you know, leading the way there for the Wizards. Uh, Boston looked good. Um, you know, Golden State, they're starting. It looked like they might be starting to kind of, you know, sort of right the ship a little bit. Um, we told you guys, they, don't be surprised if they get up to a slow start. Uh, once they figure their rotation now, come uh, those guys coming off the bench, they'll be fine. Well, we said that too, and you know, we mm-hmm. just to see what happens there. I know Milwaukee, you know, some some folks in Milwaukee are a little bit freaked out. I mean, they lost to Atlanta, they lost by like 22 or something like that, and then they had to go to double overtime to be OKC. Yeah, but that was without Giannis, let's be fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, I know people, but, but even so, you know how you know how Bucks fans are, they're kind of like, you know, sort yeah. of like, uh, you know, they're, they're a little bit freaked out there, but you know, but yeah, look, a, a, a nice showing nonetheless uh, by them. Uh, Utah, look, I, I don't, I've said it before, I don't know if Utah is still gonna be around by February. I mean, get back to me on that. I know they beat the Lakers. Well, look, everybody's beating the Lakers these days, so I'm not, you, know, you can't really take that for what it's worth. And then they did, they did beat Atlanta a couple of nights ago. Laurie had a 32 points leading the way there. So, again, I'm not – look, could could the Jazz still be around? I don't know, but it's just it's just one of those things where they might they may cool off a little bit as the season goes. I was going to say that uh, the Utah Jazz, and I had this off for the last couple of days, the Utah Jazz remind me of what the Cleveland Cavaliers did last year. Of course, mm-hmm. we, we saw what happened them losing in the playing game mm-hmm. to the Brooklyn Nets. But you see, we said for the last couple of shows, Utah is playing like a team. Uh, no one knows who who their head coach is. And speaking of Laurie Market, he's playing like an all-star this year. Like I said, mm-hmm. we're not a full month into the season yet. Uh, you still have Colin Sexton, who they gave a contract extension to after the trade with Donovan Mitchell over the summer. Uh, you, you still have Mike Conley Jr. You still have uh, mm-hmm. a, a few other guys. They just meshed uh, meshing and coming together right now. Uh, it, it's showing on the court. And shout out to our guy, Cam Smith, who's – with Bally Sports in mm-hmm. uh, in stadium, uh, his colleague Sham Sharani, who's the NBA insider o- over there. I don't know if you caught the interview he did the other day uh, with Laurie Marketing, but it was pretty telling what Laurie said about the Chicago Bulls in his time here. If you didn't get a chance to see it, folks, I'll go look for it on social media. It, it was a very uh, depth intel interview, and you could tell that Laurie Marketing is having so much fun now. I'll leave it at that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, he was on the team and like in a pretty uh, tough, you know, go at it for them. So, you know, of course, he's in a you know better, you know, better spot now. Looks like he always being played to his strengths, which is great. We'll see if Utah can keep it up. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, they're this sort of like a mirror image of of uh, Cleveland because a lot, look, a lot of people thought you know, a little bit different because a lot of people thought that Utah was going to go through a rebuild. At least so far, that's not happening. Still be interested to see if they can keep it up. But uh, again, still a long ways to go as a season. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Now going into the scheduling for this weekend, Denver and Boston. The Denver starts their uh, East Coast uh, trip. That's the first. That's the NBA TV game at 6 o'clock tonight. That should be a fun one. Phoenix and Orlando. That should be a good one. You know, we got... Uh, you know, Paolo Panchero, we'll see how he does against that Phoenix defense. That's going to be an interesting game there. Detroit and New York, that's at 6.30. And uh, Toronto and OKC at 7 o'clock. Milwaukee, we'll see if Giannis will be uh, there uh, tonight. They play San Antonio. 
Good one here, the ESPN game at 8.30 in Memphis. Don't ask. They host uh, the <laughs> T-Wolves, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert against um, – Excuse me, and I guess John Morant and the rest of that great Grizzly squad. That should be a fun one. Should be a good one here. Cleveland and Golden State. That's at nine o'clock. And Sacramento. I'm looking forward to that one. That should be another good one. And uh, Sacramento and the Lakers. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, LeBron James will be. Will he be available to play tonight against Sacramento? Sacramento's playing a little bit better this year. I know they're four mm-hmm. and six, but uh, even though it's a two game advantage, they have a better record than the Lakers right now. So uh, go figure that. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at uh, tomorrow's schedule for Saturday at three o'clock. Yes, this is a three o'clock Central Standard Time start tomorrow. One o'clock for you folks out there on the West Coast. It's the Nets and the Clippers. Some say it could be a preview of the NBA Finals. We shall see. The, but the Nets will be without Kyrie, as we said. We'll get into the Brooklyn Nets situation with our girl Christine uh, next hour. At 5 o'clock tomorrow night, we'll have the Jazz at the Wizards. That should be entertaining. Bradley mm-hmm. Beal versus a young Utah Jazz squad. At 6 o'clock, we have Boston at Detroit. It's also at 6 o'clock, Toronto at Indiana. Indiana's starting to play a little better basketball. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner and crew. Rick Carlisle may have something going on there. We'll see what happens uh, with that game. At 6.30 tomorrow, we'll have Atlanta at Philadelphia, a rematch from earlier this week. At 7 o'clock, we have the Hornets at the Heat. 7.30, Trailblazers at the Mavericks. That's Portland at Dallas, where you both scoring at home. And the NBA TV game of the night for Saturday, we have, we'll have have Houston at New Orleans at 7.30. Going back to the uh, Raptors-Pacers thing, I, love, I really like what Rick Hall is doing with that with that team, Benedict McThurin, you know, he's been playing pretty well too. He and yes, he and Paolo Puncher are kind of battling out right now for rookie of the year. I know it's like super early this season, but uh, mm-hmm. could be a battle if it, if it continues throughout the season. Sunday's games, you got uh, at 11 a.m. right before the NFL games, <laughs> go figure. Well, one of them will be sorry, we'll get to that you know, with our girl Christine later in the next hour. But OKC in New York, that should be a fun one. OKC proven not to be, it's sort of like the other pushovers in the doormats that. Yeah, we saw uh, the last couple of years. Good, uh, should be a good one here too. Minnesota and Cleveland. That's that's at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Memphis and Washington. That should be an interesting one there. Battle of the Young Guns. Utah and Philadelphia at six thirty. Yep, and rounding out that Sunday night schedule, we'll have the Warriors at the Kings at eight o'clock. Remember, they played over a week ago in. Golden State almost lost to Sacramento. So this will be, I think, their third meeting so far in this young season. Yep. Crazy mm-hmm. because of the scheduling. And, of course, the Sunday night game of the night on NBA TV will be the Brooklyn Nets at the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. You know, we know LeBron hasn't played the last couple of games, so we address to see if we'll be playing this one this weekend. Uh, a lot of mess going on with both those teams, so going to be, <laughs> gonna be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, but you can't blame Russell Westwood. He's been playing well for these last nope. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has. He stepped up his game, but too bad the rest of the team. I mean, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but uh, we were up against this, so we got to take a really quick break. Some great games to start off the SCAA uh, football week 10 slates. That should be uh, some interesting ones there. And I know that Sid has a bone to pick with us, uh, the, the, the playoff uh, standing so far. I know he's got a bone to pick there, but we'll, 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 we'll have a bit coming up next. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown, Second City Sports, on Sports of Chicago, football, college football coming up after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. 
This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Join that good music. <laughs> well it's a hashtag football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid Deslakina. You can get at me on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. And if you have a question or comment for us, you're of our now less than 90 minutes left for this extravaganza we call the Sports Talk Radio Show. You can get us, at us at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. Uh, let's get into the preview in week 11 of college football, Lakina. But first, we'll give you the winners from earlier this week. From Tuesday, your winners were Eastern Michigan, Ohio, and Toledo. 
Wednesday, Northern Illinois defeated Western Michigan 24-21. Both teams are now 3-7, and 2-4 and four in the MAC Conference. Your other winners from Wednesday were Central Michigan and Kent State. And then from last night, if my computer will act right here, Memphis beat Tulsa 26-10, and Louisiana blows out Georgia Southern in the Sun Belt game 36-17. Tonight's schedule looks like this. Important games, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time on ESPN2. Eastern Carolina at 6-3 will travel to Nipper Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio to take on the Bearcats. Cincinnati checks in with 7-2 record, 4-1 in the American big game there. But the big game here, 8.30 p.m. tonight on FS1. This could decide... A big factor as far as the college football playoff is concerned. Colorado 1-8 traveling to Los Angeles to take on the number eight ranked team in the country, the USC Trojans. And they the Trojans are favored by 34 and a half. Yeah, they shouldn't really have any problems with it. You know, they need this win to, you know, to keep pace, you know, as because they face UCLA. I've talked about USC in a couple of weeks. So they shouldn't mm-hmm. really have any problems here. Uh CBS Sports Network in the uh Mountain West, you've got the, four, the five and four Fresno State Bulldogs against the UNLV uh, Rebels. There are two, they are two and three in conference play, four and five overall. Uh, Utah, I mean, yeah, Fresno State, I should say, you know, trying to keep pace in their division mm-hmm. in the uh, Mountain West. So they really need this game and not afford to, can't afford to uh, be able to drop the upset here. All right. Now, now let's get into tomorrow's games uh, on ESPN2 at 11 o'clock on, on Saturday, Central Standard Time. The number 21 ranked team in the country, the Illinois Final Line Night, checking in at 7 and 2. They'll host the 5 and 4 Purdue Boiling Makers. Purdue is 3 and 3 in the Big Ten. 4 and 2 goes the Illini in the Big Ten. Uh, the uh, the division for Illinois is on the line here. Uh, they're favored by six and a half. The game will take place in Champaign's Memorial Stadium. Now, Kena, we talked about this on Monday. Michigan State gave all they could handle. Uh, against Illinois last week, especially uh, in that second half. Chase Brown will be your focus here for Illinois. He has five rushing touchdowns on the year. He had over 100 yards last week, but it just it seemed like he didn't have the uh, uh, the normal impact on the game like he uh, like he has been doing uh, so far this season. Of course, Illinois is three is now 0-2 when, when trailing at halftime. And, of course, that second loss came last week. But for Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, their star quarterback, he has 15 touchdown passes so far this year. And their star wide receiver, Charlie Jones, has not receiving touchdowns. It's going to come down, Lakina, to Illinois' defense is very good, but they're going to have to uh, do something that's secondary because uh, if they don't and get pressure on O'Connell, it's going to be a long day. O'Connell might you know, be able to uh, expose that uh, secondary, which is probably one of the few uh, – Weaknesses for Illinois, so that's going to be sort of like the, the thing here. And look, both this is probably going to be for the uh, the, the Big Ten West because mm-hmm. if you know, Purdue wins, they, they go to four and three. They now have the tiebreaker, so uh, I know they got a couple of games coming up against. Uh, I know Indiana's our last one. I don't know who they you know faced before, but they have been Minnesota and Iowa. So well, they lost to Iowa actually, but they're they're kind of right mm-hmm. there in that driver's seat. So Illinois needs to win this game badly so that they can you know get. Be there, kind of like you know, they're kind of right, right there in the driver's seat to win that Big Ten West. So we'll see what happens. Should be a fun one on ESPN mm-hmm. two at eleven a.m. Now at the same time, uh, the big news Saturday uh, game on Fox in the Big Ten. You got Indiana and Ohio State. Ohio State. I mean, let, let's be honest. They they played down to their competition against Northwestern. Yep. <laughs> nobody wants. Nobody will admit. No one in Columbus will admit that, but they did. So you know, they at one point Northwestern now gained. Uh, 
Ohio State for the most of that game. So, but they shouldn't have any problems with Indiana. I know Indiana's kind of been up and down this year, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Though, I mean, CJ Stroud. I mean, you talk about you want to have be able to pad his stats, you know, for the Heisman. Also, too, they want to make sure the committee there to impress him as well. So we'll see what happens here. Yeah, maybe Bears and Ryan Poles will sneak in a couple of scouts to this game as well. You know, he was there in person last week to watch a couple of offensive left tackles. So we'll see what happens with that. A rare 11 a.m. game on CBS, but they'll have number five Tennessee hosting four and five Missouri, as you call them, Lakina. Uh, Mike Berman, uh, the sports anger reporter for NBC five here in Chicago to fight Mike Berman. So uh, they'll travel to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, uh, the volunteers, they're favored by 20 and a half. This should be no problem for Tennessee. They got to get that bad taste out of their mouths from last week at Georgia. They look terrible. Yeah, it seems that they will not be in a very good mood. So sorry, Mike. I mean, they might uh, the mouth <laughs> might hammer uh, your tiger. So <laughs> just just for a warning there. Uh, at the same time, they're staying in the SEC. You got LSU and Arkansas. We'll see if they can kind of, you know, not have that let down. Talk about LSU. Mm-hmm. They let down from uh, that win against Alabama. Arkansas, a tough loss to Liberty. So this might be kind of like to try to get right game for them. So should be a good one there at 11 a.m. on ESPN. At the same time, at 11 o'clock on ABC, we have number 20, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, with their dominating upset win at home last week against Clemson. They'll travel to Baltimore to face a 3-6 and six Navy squad. Notre Dame is, is a 15.5-point favorite on the road. And, you know, Navy always is a gear up for this game. So, you know, we'll see if if uh, Notre Dame can kind of you know, not have that let down against Navy. We know Navy you know, has played at the Irish pretty close in the last few years, even been there a couple of times. So we'll see if this going to be a case there in Maryland. That should be a fun one. Vanderbilt and Nova 24, Kentucky. That's a, like, an SEC network. Oklahoma, West Virginia going to the Big 12. That's an FS1 also at 11 a.m. And a good one here, uh, like I said, Liberty off that uh, upset win against Arkansas. They go to East Hartford to face UConn. You know, Jim Moore Jr. has his UConn guys, UConn Huskies uh, team playing pretty well. So this should be a fun one at 11 a.m. on uh, CBS Sports Network, I should say. Wrapping up the early games on the Big Ten Network at 11 o'clock, four, a, a pair of four and five teams meeting up in East Lansing, Michigan, as Rutgers will face off against Michigan State. Of course, Michigan State came off an upset win at Illinois last week. Let's see if Mel Tucker will have his guys ready uh, for this game at home. At 11 o'clock on ESPN3, a 63 Duke team will host a 2-7 Virginia Tech Hokies team. At the same time on the ACC Network, 3-6 Virginia will host 5-4 uh, Pittsburgh. And on ESPN, SMU at five and four will travel to South Florida to take on the Bulls. They're one and eight. Should be an interesting one there. Now going into the two thirty games, you got Nebraska uh, at Michigan. Uh, I, I don't think Michigan should have any problems with Nebraska. That's a two thirty on ABC. You know they're playing. You know they're playing hard, but Nebraska will probably be out So I think like the the question is that mm-hmm. will Michigan get to like fifty or something. Yeah, Michigan's favored by 30 and a half, 30 and a half, and the over yeah. under total is 47 and a half. Mm, it may, might be a push there. I don't know if they'll get to, they'll probably get close. They'll probably get to like maybe 45. I don't think they'll get to 50 against Nebraska, but you know, no, don't expect a, a letdown uh, there for uh, Jim Harbaugh's guys. Now, it should be a good one here. Now, this probably would have been like a little higher, of like number three and four, but you got number nine Alabama against a number 11 Ole Miss. At 2.30 on CBS should be a fun one. I know uh, we know Lane Kiffin loves playing in Alabama, so 
Yeah. We'll see if, he, <laughs> we'll see if he'll hit his guy, you know, Jackson Dart for uh, Ole Miss. Almost 2,000 uh, passing yards and 14 touchdowns. Bryce Young, mm -hmm. of course, we all know his stats. You know, 19 touchdown passes mm -hmm. to over 2,200 yards. They, uh, they're they're uh, running back. I'm talking about uh, old Mrs. running back. If I can get his name, if I can make sure I get his name right. Quishon Judkins, who I think is one yeah. of the leaders in the SEC in uh, rushing. So Alabama will have the task of trying to slow him down. And such, you know, well, we'll see if, you know, that defense from Alabama ultimately let them down against LSU. So I'm sure Lane Kiff is going to try to take advantage of that. Yeah, can Lane Kiffin deliver the knockout punch? Alabama, in my opinion, there's barely, and I do mean barely, hanging on to uh, a spot for the college football playoff. Uh, they have two losses right now. Uh, they're barely hanging on the outside looking in, but if they lose this one. It's definitely over for them. All misses uh, eight and one on the year, four and one in SEC. Alabama has a four and two record in SEC play. So if Ole Miss should pull out the upset, uh, you definitely get sick of fork in Alabama. Alabama's favored by 12 points. I think that's a little bit too high. I think that will play better, but Ole Miss better bring it and play disciplined football because if they don't, it's going to be a long day. And they need to keep, you know, either whoever wins the game needs to keep pace with LSU because remember, they've already yes. beaten both Alabama and Ole Miss. So if you want to, you know, whoever wins this game, you got to make sure you're kind of like right there in case LSU stumbles. Should be a good one here now. Uh, number 10, Clemson hoping to bounce back as they host Louisville at 2.30 at the same time on ESPN. I think, you know, Clemson, I think they should be okay here. I know Louisville's playing a little bit better the last you know, couple of mm -hmm. weeks. But I'm sure uh, Dabo's guys will not be in a very good mood. So I'm, I'm wondering that they should be able to handle Louisville, I think. Now, but again, you never know. Yeah, Clemson is favored by seven at home. At 2.30 on Fox, we'll have 6-3 and three Maryland traveling to Beaver Stadium to take on the 7-2 and the two Penn State squad. Penn State is ranked number 14 in the country. Penn State has a 4-2 record in the Big Ten. This, I think it's a big game for both teams. I think it's a bigger game for Penn State. you got to establish the run early, and uh, that defense has to uh, uh, pressure Maryland's quarterback. Penn State is favored by 10. I think Penn State shouldn't have any problems with Maryland, in my opinion. Well, I mean, Maryland is 6-3, so they should be on upset alert. I'm talking about Penn State. I mean, they mm -hmm. can, you know, their rush defense is actually pretty solid. You know, I'm talking about Maryland. So they could give Penn State a little bit of a hard time. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I always say take the under. I'll take Maryland and the points. Penn State okay. could probably still pull it out because they're at home. But I don't think they okay. – it won't be a big blow, and I, I, I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Uh, you may be right. You may be right. Boston College and NC State, that's, that's on the ACC network at 230. Good one here in the American. You got number 22 UCF against number 17 Tulane. This could probably very well end up being for like the division because, you know, Tulane's undefeated right now. They're at 5 and 0. Oh, and uh, of course, you know, UCF's at 4 and 1. So this could be, you know, kind of like the game that kind of decides the, uh, the division. You listen to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday edition. I'm Sid Desilakin as we preview week 11 of the college football schedule right here on SportsZone Chicago. Continuing with the 230 games on FS1, we have 5-4 and four Wisconsin traveling to Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City to face the 5-4 and four Iowa Hawkeyes. Big game for big teams. Both of them checking in with 5-4 and four records, 3-3 three and three in the Big Ten. And the line is even right now, so it's basically at a pick -em. It's definitely a toss-up game. Now, whoever wins this game could probably be kind of like right there in case Illinois stumbles or, mm -hmm. you know, Purdue wins that game to Marcus, Illinois stumbles. So this could be a game where they're kind of like, okay, let, let's see what's going on here at the top of that Big Ten West. So it's just, this is definitely a big one here. Now, Northwestern and Minnesota. Minnesota still has an outside shot, outside shot uh, to win that Big Ten West. So 
you know, I'm sure they're still, they've got a lot to play for too. So whatever the, the, the point total is, take the over and take the, the over and the, uh, the, the, the odds there with uh, Minnesota. Miami. Okay, Minnesota's favorite by 17 and a half. The over on the total is 40 and a half. Maybe take the maybe take the push and maybe take the over on the uh, the, the the lead there. Uh, Miami hoping to uh, try to get it right against Georgia Tech. That's what we uh, that's what ESPN three. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, it's, it's not it's not it from Miami. I would say give give Mario Cristobal a couple of years. I think, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll see if they'll be patient down there in Miami. <laughs> At three o'clock on the SEC Network, we have six and three South Carolina. The Gamecocks will travel to Gainesville to face the Florida Gators. Florida checks in with a five and four record. Two and four in the SEC. Florida's favored by eight points at home. Yeah, okay. Should be interesting there. Uh, could, you know, this, this could be a pick on my, I think. But uh, maybe if you want to say that, you know, Florida's got a little bit more better talent than South Carolina. South Carolina's already bowl eligible. But I think if they, they want to kind of try and, you know, get that, uh, that little bit of revenge factor there. Because they were really close last year. I'm talking about South Carolina against Florida. Mm-hmm. So, should be interesting uh, here. Uh, number one, Georgia against Mississippi State at 6 o'clock in primetime on ESPN. That that should be an interesting one there. I'm sure Rick Leach's you know, guys are going to be – he'll have his uh, Bulldogs ready for battle in uh, Georgia. Look, I think they sent a message to the folks. that Look, we're, we're, the, we're the defending champs for a reason, but uh, we'll see what happens. I know there's going to be – the cowbells are going to be ringing over there yes. in Sarksville. Sarkville. So this should be uh, this should be interesting. Look for Will Rogers to have a big game for Mississippi State there. Star quarterback. He has 26 touchdown passes so far this year. And Brock Bowers, the big tight end from, from Georgia, he has three re- receiving touchdowns on the year off of 34 catches and 574 yards. Number 25, Washington against number six, Oregon. That's at 6 o'clock on Fox. That's a primetime game on Big the Big Fox Network. Mm-hmm. Should be this should be a fun one. Of course, you know, Oregon, you know, they, they still have an outside shot again to the playoff. You know they're they're playing better down there over there in Seattle, so it should be interesting though. I I I, this, I can't wait for this one. I'm definitely gonna be watching this uh, this game. Well, it's early, Lakina, so you'll have plenty of time to get a nap in and get <laughs> your favorite uh, funny, snacks and dinner. Funny, funny, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon's favored by 13 points at home. And the over-under total is 72. So Vegas expects this to be a high-scoring game. I'm sure they're gonna be correct on, on some. Uh, front or two. Uh, at the same time, on FS1 number 19, Kansas State, they'll travel to McLean Stadium in Waco, Texas to face the 63 Baylor Bears. Both teams are 6 and 3 and 4 and 2 records in the Big 12. Baylor's favored by two and a half. So, yeah, so it should be a fun one here. And Baylor's still kind of like right there in the right there, like near the top of the Big 12. So, the way for some of the top teams like Kansas State, we'll get mm-hmm. to TCU in a second. I'm sure they're still think they have an outside shot of. Getting back to the Big 12 championship game. We'll see. Kansas becoming bowl eligible. They face Texas Tech. They're trying to get bowl eligible. That's at 6 o'clock on Big 12 uh, and ESPN+. Plus. That should be a fun one. And the big one here is saying the Big 12. You got number four, TCU, still undefeated against number 18, Texas. You got to think that DKR, uh, Texas Memorial Stadium, and Austin is going to be rocking with this one. Yep. Uh, Texas is favored by seven and a half at home. Uh, over under total is 65, and I believe game day is going to be there tomorrow, Lakina, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so, like you say, TCU 9 and 0 in the year, number four ranked in the country, 6 and 0 in Big 12 play. Texas at the uh, struggling to start the year, they're 6 and 3 overall, 4 and 2 in Big 12 play. For TCU, look out for their star quarterback, Mr. Max Duggan. He has 24 
passing touchdowns on the year. And their stud wide receiver, Mr. Quentin Johnson, he has four receiving touchdowns on the year. You look for him to have a big game. Uh, for Texas, uh, by John Robinson, he has 12 rushing touchdowns, over a hundred, uh, over 1,100 yards in rushing so far this year. Yeah, Bijan Robinson for them has been kind of like that one-man guy. That that he's one of the reasons why Texas is where they are now. So it should be a fun mm-hmm. one. We'll see if that rush defense for uh, TCU can slow slow them down because they actually they're not they're not that good that rush defense for uh, TCU. So this could be like a points thing. So we'll see what happens there. Number fifteen, North Carolina and Wake Forest. That's at six thirty on ESPN two. That should be a, a fun one. Mac Brown and his guys there. They're starting to kind of get it going again, so they feel like they might have an outside shot of uh, winning the, uh, their division in the ACC. Yeah, I find this to be surprising. Maybe you know something I don't, Lakina, but Wake Forest is a four-point favorite at home. I think they're – maybe because they're at home, I guess that's probably the only reason why they feel like they're a favorite. They think – maybe they think that North Carolina has benefited from them because they got a, had a pretty easy schedule the last couple of weeks, so maybe that's why mm-hmm. they feel – and you know, New Wake Forest had, had, has had a couple of tough losses, so maybe that's probably why, maybe. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. mm, that is interesting that they are a four-point favorite. I mean, you, you know, Sam Hartman is probably one of the best quarterbacks in the country. We'll mm-hmm. see if that defense, you know, for the Tar Heels can slow him down. But uh, this should, it should be a fun one. I, 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 I don't think it's going to be a, a big blow. And I, I think it's going to be come down to a field goal, I think. Hmm. At 7 o'clock on the ACC Network, we have number 23, Florida State, traveling to Syracuse. They face the Orange. I mean, both teams are six and three. Florida State four and three in ACC play, while Syracuse is three and two in ACC play. Interesting. Hmm. You know that that game against uh, Clemson was felt like a million years ago for Syracuse. They've struggled ever since, and Florida State started mm-hmm. kind of you know get back going. So this should be an interesting one here in the ACC network. We'll see what happens. Uh, California and Oregon State uh, should be a good one there at the on the Pac-12 network. That's at eight o'clock. And uh, you know, Oregon State, they're now bowl eligible. They're six and six and three, they're three and three. You know, Cal's had a couple of tough losses, so this should be interesting. And nine o'clock on ESPN two, uh, Stanford will travel to Salt Lake City to face number 13 ranked Utah Utes. Utah 72 overall, five and one in Pac 12 play. Utah's favored by 24 and a half. I know that some people think they may have a slight outside shot again uh, to the playoff. I doubt it, but they still have a chance to participate in the Pac-12 uh, championship game. Should Utah be on upset alert? I think so. I mean, look, okay. look we, we know that David Shaw always has his Stanford guys ready. So if I were Utah and their fans, I mean, don't don't look past uh, Stanford because they'll be coming for you. Don't, don't, don't underestimate them. Uh, Arizona and UCLA. <laughs> On Fox, that's a late game on the Big Fox Network at nine thirty. Uh, UCLA, they, I think they feel like they still have a, a shot at perhaps maybe getting into the uh, the Pac twelve, especially the Pac twelve championship. I know they, they, USC will be facing each other in a couple of weeks, so. But UCLA is already beating Utah, so that mm-hmm. might be kind of like your know, edge for them. So this should be a fun one at nine thirty. Yeah, speaking of the 9.30 slide on CBS Sports Network, uh, Mountain West action, the 2-7 and seven Nevada Wolfpack will host the 63 Boise, Boise State Broncos. Uh, Boise State is favored by 21 points. Yeah, looking really good for, uh, you know, a little, a little bad for Boise State, so they're, but they're, they've right the ship now. They're both eligible again on FS1 and 9.30 at the same time. We got 6-2 and two, uh, San Jose State against 5-4 and four San Diego State, so that should be a fun one. Uh, you know, okay. three and two, four and one, I should say. So that that's you know, right there. Yeah, so every, still, still, still a big, still a big, uh, still a big, uh, yeah, still a lot of things going on there. So wait, you can't hear me? 
Can you hear me now? Hello? Hello? Okay, can you hear? Hello, I'm, I'm right here. Yeah, we uh, are. Having, uh, we're having some technical difficulties there. But, yeah, can you hear me, Lakina? Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, I can't hear Lakina, so. Can't hear Lakina, so I'll we'll can, continue can with the rest of the uh, with the can schedule of the college football. San Jose State at six and two will travel to San Diego to take on the uh, San Diego State Aztecs at nine thirty on FS One. San Diego State, San, San Diego State five and four. San Jose State six and two. And then of course at ten o'clock we have number. Uh, sorry, we'll have four and five Utah. They'll travel to Hawaii uh, to take on that squad there at two and eight. In the uh, in the conference there out there now? on the west coast of the Mountain West Conference, so that should now? be a uh, that should be a very interesting game there. So we'll we'll see what happens uh, with with the audio situation here as you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm sitting along with Lakina, and uh, that that's the review of the Week Eight schedule in the. Oh, sorry, the Week 11 schedule in the world of college football. As we mentioned, the big game here, uh, if you live in the state of Illinois, is tomorrow between uh, uh, the Illinois Final Line and ranked 21 in the country. They'll face the Boilermakers. You know? the- we have you back, Lakina. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Uh, well, yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. The uh, rankings for... Uh, for the college football playoff from that was released early, earlier this week before we break from the bottom of the hour. By the uh, top of the year. Yeah, yeah, Georgia was number one, which I, I'm not, look, I said, I'm not surprised by because, you know, okay. what, they should have been number one, you know, from the get go. But that's, you know, you know how, you know, dramatic they want <laughs> folks to be. Of course, Ohio State, the number two. So I'm not, you know, again, no surprise mm-hmm. there. Now, the three and four was going to be interesting. So Michigan's three and TCU's four. So it'll be, like I said, Look, a lot's going to change still, so I know people mm-hmm. want to, you know, freak out about, oh, well, why is such and such, you know, high, and why is that, why they're so low? I mean, look, people need just to relax. It, 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 like, it all will all sort itself out. Look, a lot of these teams still got to play each other in conference. We'll see in a couple of weeks if Michigan and Ohio State are still undefeated as when they face each other a couple of weeks. So, folks, could you just chill? And look, there might, and I, like I said, there still might be an outside chance for, like, like an Oregon or an LSU mm-hmm. or even USC. You know, perhaps maybe sneaking there too if things you know go right. So still a lot to be decided. Still, and you got some big games coming in next these next few weeks. So I would say just relax. Just relax. Yeah. And speaking of TCU, they have a four percent chance, according to the ESPN odds, to finish their schedule undefeated. So, like you said, it, it's a lot to be determined over these next couple of weeks as the regular season winds down as we prepare. <clears throat> excuse me for the conference championship games. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two straight ahead as you're listening to the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports or Sports Zone Chicago. We'll have your Lions and Bears Week 10 NFL preview coming up. Also, we'll, we'll get into these topics with Christine Manica from KXRB with Kyrie Irving, LeBron James um, touching up on Twitter, defending his former teammate. Uh, we'll get into our Week uh, 10 NFL picks. We'll have the MLB Awards preview, uh, Lakina. In a, in a whole lot more. So uh, we just getting started. The fun continues after this. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in 11, 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago.
know that you're in my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. Welcome back to our number two of the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. That's Lakina McGee over there. I'm Cindy Brown here over here. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. We have less than an hour left of this extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you want to get at us, you can on, the, on Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakino will get them up on the screen for you. And here's your daily reminder that you also catch Sports on Chicago now. It's available on Roku TV. Lakino, let's get into it. The Week 10 NFL preview featuring our Chicago Bears. They'll host the 2-6 and six Detroit Lions. The Bears checking in at 3-6. and six. You can watch that game as part of the uh, opening game of the Fox NFL Sunday doubleheader. That's at Sunday at noon on the lakefront, uh, of course, on Fox. Taking a look at the rankings so far for both teams this year. On offense, the Bears are ranked 20th, while the Lions are ranked number 14. On defense, both teams are terrible. 
Bears at number 23. The Lions ranked uh, third from the bottom in the National Football League, number 30 for those of you scoring at home. In passing, the Bears are ranked second from dead last, while the Lions are at number 14. In the rushing department, thanks to Mr. Justin Fields, the Bears are number one in rushing in the National Football League, while Detroit's rushing attack is ranked 13th. Lakina, Justin Fields, everybody's been raving about his performance uh, last week. It was a very good performance. He had more rushing yards than passing. Uh, we do have a franchise quarterback on the flip side for the Lions. Jared Goff has been up and down this year. Jamal Williams, uh, he's in the second year in, in the Lions uniform with a former Green Bay Packer. He had a very good game against his former team last week. Uh, Dan Campbell uh, still has that fire, but uh, their defense is worse than the Chicago Bears. We may have another shootout. I don't know if it's going to be as exciting as it was last week against the Dolphins. Obviously, the Dolphins are a better team, but I expect the Bears to, to continue to put up some more points around the upper 20s, lower 30s, especially against that Lions secondary, which is terrible this year. Also, oh, you're saying this is going to be a high-scoring affair? So is that what you're saying, this, this game here? Uh, it could be. I mean, look, both teams, your defense, are kind of blah. I mean, look, Kirby Joseph, who was you know, definitely the, uh, the player of the game last week against the Packers, he's nursing a concussion. So, well, I, there hasn't been an update on him, so we'll see about that. And remember, Aiden Hines is actually pretty good to the rookie for Michigan. I mean, he intercepted uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, so you know, I'm sure he's going to be gunning for, especially Michigan-Ohio State with Justin Fields. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be gunning for him. I mean, yeah, the, the secretary is sort of so it really shouldn't, you know. Joseph was probably like, their their best player, so and he's questionable. So we'll see what happens there. As far as their offense, I know Swift is questionable. I know Josh Rose is also questionable. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, look Jamal Williams. I mean, I, look, their their run defense. We know the Bears' run defense isn't very good, so they he might get his um, his middle against the Bears. His getting his yards against against the Bears and such. You know, Justin Fields. I, I, again, I hope he doesn't hurt himself because, yeah, I mean, look, he's exciting. I'm not there at the franchise. You know, he's a franchise QB. I'm not there yet. I'm sorry. You know, I want him to do this against better defenses, and, and he's not, you know, Detroit's not – defenses are very good. So, like I said, this is probably going to be a high-scoring affair. You know, I, I guess, like, what, first of 30 wins, I guess. So, 30 points wins, <laughs> I guess. So I know. think so. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, a couple of people to shout out here on our comment section. Brandon Schultz, uh, Brandon, uh, Schultz, up, uh, yeah, how, how are you, my man? And of course, our, our guy, Mr. Money Earned Mount Vernon Fairly, he's he says, Let's see if the Bears <laughs> might end up losing to the Lions. Don't put that out there, Vernon. I know some of you Bears you fans know, want Vernon. a high, yeah, I know some of you Bears fans want a high draft pick, but uh, the Bears should be able to beat the Lions. But uh, I, I want to say this about this Bears offense. Uh, as I said on Monday, I think we have found a tight end in Cole Komet. Uh, he had his first career two-touchdown game last week. It was, it was very great to see. I want to see how offensive coordinator for the Bears, Luke Getze, uh, can he uh, continue to play within Justin Fields' strengths because, like I said, it was a great performance overall. Uh, Mr. Fields did have three touchdown passes in total, but – those passing yards has to go up, and it should go up against this bad line secondary. Yeah, it's sort of going to be interesting to see if you know if Fields starts using that. The fact that again, if Joseph doesn't play, like I said, Kirby Joseph is probably mm -hmm. one of their best, you know, best you know defenders. So if he doesn't play, I mean, yeah, if I, if I were Fields, I would say try to uh, you know you know get the ball there to you know Chase Claypool and Cole Komet. Mm -hmm. And the rest of those guys, but I mean, look, I think for me, I think look, Detroit, look, they they were very close. I, I, I'm talking about the Lions to be the Bears last year, both times. So, and I, and I think you know, Dan Campbell has not forgotten that. So, 
you know, I'm wondering, like, will he kind of use that as motivation? I know they're uh, they're two and six. I know everybody wants to, you know, here Chicago wants to write them off and say, oh, it should be an easy win for the Bears and blah, blah, blah. But the NFL has been very weird this season. Well, because we'll, we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, that the Thursday night game in a second. But, you know, look, I feel mm-hmm. like the, the Bears are kind of like in a, in a place where I've seen a lot of people say, well, this will be a win. They should be a win, like, you know, five or six in a row or whatever, or four of their next five or whatever. But it's just like, you know, come on. I mean, it's a little bit silly at this point. But, you know, again, we'll see how Justin Fields does. You know, he should be, you know, be able to get his yards and such. But, uh, again, you never know. Look, like I said, fucking things happen in the NFL this year. You never know. Yeah, and also, too, uh, staying with the Bears' offense, I want to see how they use David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, of course, uh, the, the Bears' um Yard uh, rushing yards in terms of the team uh, went up tremendously because Mr. Fields had 178 of them by himself last week. But I want to see them use David Gummery a little bit more, use Khalil Herbert a little bit more, take the pressure off of Justin Fields. Let's see the, uh, if Luke Getzer can use a little bit more play action with Mr. Fields because uh, the, that Lion Stevens, like you say, is terrible. But you know they're going to have some special schemes for him. And given how bad that offensive line is for Chicago, We'll we'll see how Mr. Fields can uh, throw uh, throw on a run once again. Uh, he didn't have to do that too much last week, but well, he may have to do that this week, even though against a, a worse a defense in the Lions than the Dolphins last week. Well, like I said, that's going to be the thing. I want to see. Him, I want to see him do this against the top defense. That's what that's what I want. So I'm like I said, I know people want to you know uh, annoy him. You know, talk about Fields. You know, franchise QB status. I mean. Let's wait a second. This is still a very small sample size. You saw, you, you said the same thing about, about Trubisky. Look what happened there. You saw that about, you said that about Cutler. Look what happened. So, you know, <laughs> I, I want to, you know, folks to slow down here. Come on. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday Edition. We're live in the living color right here on Sports on Chicago. Silly Lakina here with you talking Bears-Lions preview. Week 10 preview for Sunday. You can watch that game on Fox at high noon as part of their doubleheader action. Lakina. On the flip side for the defense for the Chicago Bears, uh, I like this second get Derrick Caligorn. Looks like he's starting to grow up a little bit, but he's still going to take some more time with him. Jaquan Brisker, he's been flying all over the field, but who on that Bears uh, defensive line is going to have a big game? Who's going to step up to make that big play? Because that Detroit Lions offensive line is not the greatest either, but I think uh, the Bears can at least force, can you at least get a couple of sacks and turnover on Jared Goff? Because he's still prone to do that, even though he's played a little bit better this year than last year. But who on that Bears defensive line can step up and make a big play? That's the big question to me. Well, look, if I were the uh, the Lions, I would say give the ball to Jamal Williams and let him go to town. He had he got his, had his yards to get the Bears in, in both – well, the first meeting because I think he was hurt in the, the, the last meeting that they had uh, last year on Thanksgiving, last, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. last year. But, you know, I, I think if you're, the, if you're the Bears defense, I, I mean, look, you want to kind of – be able to sort of try to get to, you know, get to, get to golf. I mean, and that's sort of kind of been the problem the last, you know, couple of times as well. The only, I don't even think they, they, they touched Tua. I think they only sat Tua, I think, what, like maybe, maybe once. So I think it was zero sacks. Zero, zero sacks or zero. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that pass rush for uh, the Bears have not, has not been great this year. So, and of course, look, you know, no Roquan, uh, no Robert Quinn. So, you know, oh, oh, okay, you're going to have to step up here. You should be able to get a couple of sacks against him, but if you're the Lions, you, know, you get the ball to Williams, let him go to town. Now, Eddie Jackson and Kyler Gordon, we'll see how they can do against uh, some mm-hmm. of the, the, their, some of their receivers. I know, I know Swift's gonna, probably going to be out for them. You know, he hasn't practiced the last couple of days. So, you know, like, what? 
I, I, you know, I'm not, like I said, it's going to really depend on offense. I don't think it's going to be a lot of defense in this game on either side. I just don't think it's, it's, it's happening. Okay, we'll give you our picks of who's going to win uh, coming up uh, next half hour when our girl Christine Manica joins us. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago Lakina. There was a Thursday night football game that most of America did not care about unless you uh, have a couple of players on your fantasy football team. I had the running back uh, Aguilar from uh, Atlanta last night. He only gave me five points, boo. But regardless mm-hmm. of that, uh, the Atlanta Falcons came out losers on the road to the Carolina Panthers, 25-15. to 15. Marcus Mariota, 19-30, 186 yards and two touchdown passes. Deontay Foreman, the one-time Atlanta Falcon, he had 31 carries, so 130 yards and a touchdown. And Mr. Bird, what's the word for Atlanta? He had three catches for 58 yards. Demir Bird, I should say. Three catches for 58 yards. But the Carolina Panthers, Lakina, they scored 10 of their 25 points in the second corner alone. They had 12 points in total in the second half, but they they uh, ironed out a 10-point win. Yeah, I didn't watch a single minute of this game. I didn't I, either. Sure, yeah, and, I, and I'm sure, like, I can only imagine, uh, you know, Al Michaels and such, because his name, he was trending. So I wonder, okay, was he starting to complain about this game becoming a bore and such? You know, they made a lot of mistakes. I'm talking about uh, Atlanta. So I guess there was a, you know, Mariota had an interception early on, and that kind of started that 10 point, uh, uh, that, that 10 point uh, in the second quarter. So I guess that's what propelled the, the Panthers to win that game. Mm-hmm. You know, PJ Walker had probably had his best game. Of the season so far of his career. No turnovers. Yeah, yo, yeah, 108 uh, passing yards. So he really didn't have to do too much. So, you know, that, that that's kind of what they did. It's sort of Atlanta just couldn't get it going on offense. So, well, you thought that maybe Atlanta probably had a shot perhaps mm-hmm. win the NFC South. Starting to kind of wane a little bit. They're starting to fall back to earth. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, getting it going, let's bring in our girl from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She's joining us a little bit early. Uh, we're going to have her for the entire uh, hour for the rest of the show. Here comes our girl, Miss Christine, the Queen Manica. Well, Christine. Hi. How's it going? Still on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the, uh, spe- yeah, speaking of the weather, uh, have you guys received any snow yet? No. I mean, we're getting flurries, but nothing, you know. Oh, good. I don't know until it's on the ground, like it's sticking on the ground. So, no, we we haven't had any snow. Okay, because I was (laughs) watching the Weather Channel earlier this week, and they were predicting a blizzard for uh, folks in Idaho and north of South Dakota. I was like, oh, it looks like it's heading Christine's way. Oh, yeah, the West West River side of the state got stuff, but but now where I'm at. so, So we're all good here. Uh, All right, uh, we'll we'll get to our NFL picks uh, uh, in our next break. But I want to ask you about uh, Justin Fields' performance last week, 178 yards rushing alone. He had a, over 123 yards passing. Of course, the Bears lose by three to the Dolphins. Do you believe that the, uh, Justin Fields has arrived as a franchise quarterback for the Monsters under Midway? I think he definitely has potential a lot more than than what he had during the the first start the first half of the season. I always kind of laugh when um broadcasters, other radio announcers in Chicago just think this is awful. And I was one of those too. But now to say, "Oh my gosh, we have a franchise quarterback." And in my mind I'm like, "Weren't you just saying that we need a different situation, that we need a a different answer and whatnot?" 
Um, but I think there are definitely some potential bright spots there, and he's shown it. He's shown what he can do. My only concern is that because he he is a running quarterback, he's not an in-the-pocket quarterback, which is fine. It's the way that he finishes those plays. He's not mm -hmm. sliding. He's putting his mm -hmm. shoulder and his head in for it. and. Right. The, the guy's going to get himself hurt. That's my biggest concern. I'm not telling him not to run and not get scramble out of the pocket. I'm just hoping that someone is telling him, if you keep on doing what you're doing, you're probably going to get a concussion. You can maybe break your collarbone. There's a, there's a whole bunch of factors here that could happen if he doesn't be careful. You literally took the words right out of my mouth, Christian. I mean, that's probably why you and I are friends because we're pretty yeah. much on the same wavelength for the most part. <laughs> I mean, every time I see a run, I'm like, okay, you know, slide, you know, slide your feet first. Don't go head first. And yeah. yes, yeah. And also, too, I mean, I'm afraid he might step on. You know, that turf at Soldier Field is not very forgiving. So yeah. if he steps on it very awkwardly and, you know, tears something, right? That, that's not good. So I, I, I kind of like, you know, cringe every time he starts. Well, we know he can run. I mean, the guy is great at it. He did it at right. Ohio State a lot, but. You know, it's a whole different animal in the NFL, so I'm a little bit concerned, you know, that if he runs too much or he might have a freak injury. So, yeah, and, and to your point, too, I think maybe he feels like he needs to take control of those types of situations. I don't think he he's use, he's utilizing all the other guys that are out on the field with him in those situations. Mm -hmm. I think he still needs to look around that field more, field more and he still has his back turned you know, towards one other side of the field. So again, there have been improvements, but it's little things like like charging into someone instead of sliding. Do we have a quarterback? Do we have a running back? I don't know. But if Montgomery or anybody else gets hurt, he could step in and be the running back. You just need to find a, a decent backup. That's, a, that's another part of it, that too. There really isn't a, a decent quarterback on the Bears roster right now to help him out in case he does have a significant injury like that. I wish I wish the Bears would have brought back Nick Foles for this season because right now he's sitting on his butt thinking, what is he doing in Indianapolis when they got some other guy playing before him? So I, I don't know. I, I hope that they can find a solution for that, but I hope it doesn't come to that either. Speaking of Indianapolis, Christine, the Colts have been making headlines Not left Saturday. and right. No, yeah, gosh. A, a former, <laughs> the, the former offensive lineman, he finished just last year in Green Bay several years ago. He's been working with ESPN for the last five or six years, I believe. He was on Get Up on Monday. Lakina, we talked about this before mm -hmm. he went on air. Of course, the news was out a couple of hours before that Frank Wright was fired. And, yeah. and you said, uh, said Jeff, uh, Jeff Saturday. Uh, hired as head coach, he said, "Yeah, check your timeline." And of course, as I am right now, I was monitoring the TV as we, yeah. uh, we we do our show, as we do our show, as always. And the ESPN said, "Jeff Saturday named head coach." I'm like, is this a freaking joke? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know it's it's made a lot of assistant coaches on that staff. I didn't know this until a few days ago. John Fox, the former head coach of the Bears, he's on that coaching staff. Reggie what? Wayne, former uh, <laughs> yep. wide receiver, oh, yeah. he's on that coaching mm -hmm. staff. And you oh, know they won't man, say it publicly. They really want to tank, don't they? Yeah, after that. yeah. Like but you it, know yep. a lot. Yeah, uh, they won't say it publicly. But a lot of those assistant coaches are upset because Jeff Saturday, the only experience that he has, he coached high school football uh, several years ago, and he's been on TV for the last few years. He has no 
college or pro experience. He, he mm -hmm. didn't work up to the ranks. And now the owner, Jim Irsay, hired him to coach the rest of this year. Like you said, like uh, uh, Christine, Indianapolis is really trying to tank, but they really look bad here from a PR standpoint. Well, for the record, I was kind of hoping that they would go with uh, the head coach, Bob Friday. I, I was really looking forward to <laughs> that type of coach. But um, I, I definitely look, everybody has their start somewhere, right? Whether it's right away or they got to work up the ranks a little, little bit. Obviously, the Colts are going through an unconventional season right now. They were running on a high last year. You know, mm -hmm. they had... They had a great quarterback. Jonathan Taylor was healthy. Everything was going right for the team. So it only quite the only thing that puzzles me is why change something that was already pretty good, and they did, and it and it didn't work out for the better. And I think Frank knew too that if this season didn't perform the way that it should, especially when you have a veteran quarterback like Matt Ryan, I think he knew that his job was on the line. And this is just a, just an example of that. So um, regardless, everyone deserves a shot in some way. And for Jeff Saturday, he does have that NFL experience. You know, he, he was with Peyton Manning. He was with the guy, one of the football guys for gosh knows how many seasons. So he he knows what it's like to be on the field. So he can relate to the team in that sense. Coaching-wise, I, I like what he said. After this, after eight games, I could be horrible at this. And then say, God bless you, see you later. It was a, it was a great try. Um, but but I think Indianapolis should give him a little bit more credit for even wanting to take on such a struggling team right now. Who knows? Maybe you can turn it around for them in the last, you know, eight games, however many are left now. So we'll we'll see. I I think I'm gonna hold off judgment as I do with all with uh, new coaches until their first game. Well, yeah, that 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 presser though that it, with Jim Irsay, I mean, that was a comedy of, of errors there. Almost like you know, he compared uh, Saturday to I, I think he compared to, like Tony Dungy. I think there was some other person I forgot. I'm Did trying he compare to, it to Sunday. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> well yeah, there. Yeah, like I said, like I said, a comedy of errors here. So you know, it, it's just like I I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not saying that Saturday can't just Saturday can't do it. You got oh look, I got the quote. You said uh, Don Shula and uh, Tony Dungy. He compared Jeff Saturday yeah. too. So I'm like, okay, I, the Dungy part I can I can get because look, he coached yo, know, he coached it for years and such. You know, they still have a really great relationship. Don Shula, oh, okay, that that's a little bit weird, but uh, yeah. uh okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. I mean, you feel for the people, the the indie fans and Colts fans. Yeah, they thought that maybe they had a shot of winning the AFC South, which is very winnable. And then you know, Matt Ryan got hurt, didn't produce. You know, Sh you know, Shaq Leonard can't can't stay on the field. You know, Jonathan yeah. Taylor. You know, they're not giving the ball very much, so it'll be interesting to see what the what they do with the, what the Colts does. I mean, it looks like they are tanking, but yeah, just just isn't very good at all. <laughs> you listen to Second City Sports. We're hanging out with our girl Christine, the Queen Manica from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You're right here on the hashtag Football Friday Edition. On Sports Zone Chicago, Christine, we'll get your picks uh, in our next segment. But uh, there's been a whole lot of talk around uh, the state of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Uh, it permeated on, on the Four Letter Network, ESPN, this morning. I uh, heard like two minutes of it. I had to turn the damn channel. But I'll ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Well, without giving your pick away, like I said, we'll have our picks coming up in our next segment. But should the Packers lose to uh, Mike McCarthy in the Dallas Cowboys in Lambeau this Sunday, should you bench? Would you bench Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the season? 
Yeah, boy, that's a knowing Aaron Rodgers's mindset and his ego from that perspective. I would say no. And in a way, I would also say no, because that would be the organization's way of admitting defeat, you know, waving, waving, waving that white flag. When you, when you know that Green Bay wants to play the Bears again and with Aaron Rodgers leading that, leading that charge. So I'm going to say no to that. I don't think so either. It depends on how, if they get beat badly by Dallas, I can see that happening. But if they put up a good fight and they lose a tough one, you know, like, you know, in the final seconds or in the final minutes or whatever, then you'll say, you know, Jordan Love getting put in, you know, yeah, yeah, see that happening. Yeah, sure. But, you know, like I said, we we don't know at this point. It's not just, you know, the the receivers aren't doing the job, you know, Rogers showing his age, but also, too, that, that, a lot of guys can't stay, stay healthy. David Bakhtiari, mm-hmm. he can't stay healthy. Right. Some other guys, you know, they can't stay healthy either. So it's a whole lot of mess going on. I know I know Bears fans are relishing in the mistakes and stuff like that, but, but let the you know, concentrate yeah. on your team first before you guys start. Yeah. And, you know, and by me saying Jordan Love to be in the game, I don't mean like Aaron Rodgers gets fenced. I mean, if the game goes that poorly in Dallas, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Jordan Love in there. Okay. But you wouldn't bench Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the season no, should they lose no, on something. Okay. No, just okay. like I said, because of his ego, and that would be like them handing over the Bears the win, and they don't want to do that. <laughs> That's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true, though. Uh, let's see a couple other NFL notes. Or do you want? Do you want to do the? Uh, do you want to do the, the baseball awards real quick, Sid, before we go to break? Or do you want to wait till after? We'll do the uh, baseball awards after our picks. Uh, okay, after our so picks, we'll do the baseball awards after our picks. Okay, so uh, I'm trying to see like what else can. What do you think about the Bulls so far? Going switch gears to basketball, uh, Christine. Oh, this is great. Uh, they. I was looking up the roster the other day. I'm like, gosh, who are these bench players? That are that are helping support this team because they they got this is what I said last season I believe not only do you have the five guys out there on the court but you also have Billy Donovan leading the charge and a good bench because look if some of if one of your guys is injured or with what happened last year everybody on the team got COVID you have those people step up to the plate so I think they look great in all honesty a couple of losses here and there but nothing that would concern me i th- i think it's awesome bulls fans should be very excited uh what do you think about the player zach levine so far he's played in nine out of 13 games this year uh, he's off to a slow start which people uh if you're logical they expect it he's averaging over 22 points a game he looked great against uh, the pelicans the other night even though they lost mm-hmm. and he had that one dunk uh, do you see Zach Levine getting in, in, into form, starting to get back in, into form here? Yeah, I mean, it takes time. Anything like that always takes time. Uh, t- 22 points uh, averaging over that for 9 out of 13 games, I wouldn't be worried about it. That That's mm-hmm. a player who's getting back into pretty good shape, in my opinion. What's that before? I mean, look, he's building his muscle again. You know, mm-hmm. flexibility stuff. Yeah, it's just going to be – look, this is going to be a challenge these are your first few games because of the fact that – he didn't, you know, it was like this last year, and he's you know trying to test out his knee. So the fact that he is, he got the hop, so he is getting better. So I think that yeah. may, that should make Bulls fans, you know, a little bit, a little more encouraged. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, one more NBA nugget before we break for the bottom of the hour, Christine. Is it about we, the nuggets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple uh, uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. We'll, I will ask you about the coach first. Yamike Yodoka looks like he's not going to get that job. Jack Vaughn, who is the interim head coach, he's now the he'll be the head coach for the remainder of the season. You, you know, there was a lot of PR uh, pressure from the Nets to do that. Of course, which brings up my next question. Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, his, his supposed last game being on the suspension list is, is tomorrow against the Clippers on the road. The Nets continue their West Coast road trip, but uh, the the owner Cy uh, met with him the other night and said that you know he, you know, Kyrie doesn't have a anti-Semitic bone in his body. Uh, he's really comfortable with him. Of course, they had the uh, the league had these had this list of he, what he has to do to get back on the core mm-hmm. player. LeBron James of the Lakers, his former teammate in Cleveland in 2016 when they won the title. Uh, he's come out. He came out with a tweet the other day in support of Kyrie, give him a chance. But now the National Basketball Players Association has evolved. Uh, what do you think of all this? Do you think that we'll see Kyrie Irving play basketball again this year? I think so. Um, it helps that the owners, that the Nets owner feels comfortable with Kyrie playing again, that helps. I think it's a good decision not to have the coach that they were going to have coach him. They, they got enough of a PR nightmare mess already. They they need someone that's low key. Um, and I, I th- if, if they see, if the NBA sees that Kyrie was serious about the suspension and was taking those classes seriously, um, then I, then I wouldn't worry about it. I would say yes, that, that he would come back. Is he going to have another PR flare up like this again? Probably. But I, I think the first step to kind of re-imaging Kyrie, I guess you can say, is by the suspension and taking those classes. Usually, yeah. I think if, like you said, Christine, if he's sincere and is taking those uh, those classes seriously, I know he's uh, talking to one of the heads of the, uh, the Anti-Defamation League, you know, and uh, some Jewish organizations, if he works with them and, you know, if, and if they, they tell the NBA, look, he's being genuine, he's starting to kind of, he's understanding that his comments were very hurtful to the Jewish community, I could see, you know, maybe the NBA says, okay, you know right. what, keep doing that, and then we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll, we'll consider letting you come back. Now, as for Jock Vaughn, look, former Kansas uh, Jayhawk Jock Vaughn, I mean, he looks like Popper Smurf now, it's been a few uh-huh. years. In some years, but uh, look, the, the players like him. Katie likes him. The rest, uh, Ben Simmons, the rest of that, 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 that roster likes him. And they need to keep it in house. Like yeah. maybe he can kind of handle, especially once Kyrie, if he, if and when he does come back, you need somebody in house to kind of know him and say, okay, look, this is not about you. This is about the team. Look, all that other stuff. You know, you need to kind of work on that. So I think that's probably going to be the thing. Yeah. We'll see if Brooklyn can turn the corner. One more thing really quick. I was going to say, if anything, what the NBA could do is at least have him back with the team and back on the court, not playing, making like a trial run, so to speak. And and if all goes well in practice and, and whatnot, then we could see him back. Hey, we'll see what happens with the Kyrie Irving situation going forward uh, with the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA. Break time for you guys. Timeout two and two. We got a stretch, but we definitely got a, a finish strong and gear for the stretch one as we always do on the hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We ten NFL picks with our girl Christine coming up, along with our predictions for the 2022 MLB awards and a whole lot more. I'm Sid. That's Athena. That's Christine. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. 
These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. <laughs> I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday Edition, real live in the living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid, that's Lakina, it's Christine, as we wrap up the home stretch of our program for today and for the week. If you want to get at us uh, via the comments section, you can always go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, are you ready for our Week 10 NFL picks? What's our results from last week in standings overall? Well, the overall standings, you know, nothing nothing has changed. You know, 
you know, City, I think you gain a game, you know, with that. But, you know, again, the only game, uh, you know, with only just a few games, you know, you and I, you know, 1-7, Christine 1-6. So, again, you know, small schedule and mm -hmm. such. So, you did gain a game, but you're still, like – I you're, won you're still seven. I know, right? <laughs> I yeah. won seven, not six. Okay. I oh, seven. Oh, seven. Oh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I know I miscounted the game. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, okay. We, we all won seven, so we all won different versions of the game. So you know, the, okay, I think Lakina had election fever from Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know. All the all the results were throwing me off. They're they're, they're still counting uh, ballots in uh, some certain states. They're going like at a really snail's pace. So you know, <laughs> but right there, so like I said, nothing has changed. We all won seven games. You know, all different games. though, by the way, uh, the Cardinals. Thanks a lot, Cardinals. You, you killed me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, week 10, we start off here and we're going to start off in Germany, in Munich. It was a good one here. They're, they're playing at the old, uh, remember the Ryan Fire from the NFL Europe, folks? They're going to be playing oh, in their stadium. Yeah, mm -hmm. the Seahawks and the Bucks. You know, Seahawks are six and three and the Buccaneers are four and five. You only watch this game on NFL Network. I'll be watching this game via my computer screen early game at 8.30. Sid, you start this one for us, please. Uh, Tampa's a two-and-a-half point favorite. Of course, they scored their only touchdown on the last drive of the game last week to beat the Rams. The Seahawks, as I told you on this program a week ago today, that they'll beat the Colonels on the road. The Seahawks have been one of the most surprising teams uh, in the league this year. Give Pete, Pete uh, Carroll um, – uh, credit for that. He may be your surprise coach of the year, but we'll see what happens with that. I'm having the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this game. It may be a surprise shootout. Uh, don't be surprised if that happens. I think the Buccaneers, they need a breakout performance uh, with their offense in particular, Mike Evans and Tom Brady. So I'm going with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay too. Uh, just because in my mind, they're closer to Munich. So I, the time and the jet lag may not affect them too much like it will ah. Seattle. So, so that's why I'm basing it off of. I'm, I'm going to say Tampa Bay. You, did, you know, you brought the time difference, Christine. I didn't, I didn't think about that, too, at the mm -hmm. time because, you know, like, you know, you know, Seattle, you know, out west, you know, Tampa's right there on the east, uh, eastern time zone. So you wonder that maybe that could help them a little bit. I think they're starting to kind of, they're at the verge of a kind of a breakout. This could be a breakout game for them. This, will, this should be a close one, but I'm going to pick the Buccaneers too. Okay. Well, we'll see if, uh, mm -hmm. and watch, you know, watch, you know, Smith had his best game this season. Throw for like another three or four right. touchdowns. Kenneth <laughs> Walker uh, rushed for like three touchdowns or something like that. But, uh, First off in the noon games, okay, a very interesting one here in Buffalo. You got the Vikings and the Bills. Now, I just saw somewhere where uh, Josh Allen did not practice, but he doesn't have the brace on his, el uh, his throwing elbow. So he might be on for Sunday. He might not. You know, the, the Bills are kind of keep this very close to the vest. Christine, you start this one for us. I'm going to pick Minnesota because if Buffalo already has plans in place, uh, for the backup, for you know, if Josh Allen is not playing on Sunday, then that's that to me is language in itself. I'm reading in between the lines of that. I don't think that they expect him to play. From from what the coach said, it sounds like Josh Allen is kind of hour by hour at this point. And with that kind of injury, what he has, he he might need Tommy John surgery. Believe it or not, just by the way mm -hmm. how he throws the ball. So um, I know Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins, but if Josh Allen isn't going to be 
leading the charge here for Sunday. I'm picking Minnesota. I know that this is America's first game of the week because of the mm -hmm. doubleheader on Fox on Sunday. The Bills are favored by three and a half. I hate making this pick. I really hate making this pick, but I'm going with Minnesota as well. And uh, Christine, you're correct. If, if, uh, I know the Bills, this is about your season in the long run. Mm -hmm. I know this could be a possible uh, Super Bowl preview on paper, but this is about the long term of this team. So if, if, if you had Coach Sean McDermott, You'll sit out, Josh, uh, you'll sit out Josh Allen for the mm -hmm. next game or two because he's that much uh, important to your football team. So I hate making this pick, but I'm going with Minnesota. I hope I'm wrong, but as of right now, so the, uh, this live broadcast, I'm going with Minnesota. And it's not just Josh Allen that's out. That's hurt. You know, it could be out. Uh, Jordan Poyer and Greg Rousseau—they're both mm -hmm. already out. So that's you know a big part of their defense. So I'm thinking right. that the Vikings. Yes, I know they're playing outdoors. It's going to be cold. Okay, but. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll be okay. So I think this could be their breakout game. I know some, I don't want to play off the fact that, you know, a lot of people still don't believe them, even though they're seven and one. So we'll see what happens there. Also to a uh, quick, uh, quick uh, side note, Ravens, Bengals, Patriots, and Jets are all on by. So adjust your fantasy teams accordingly. All right. You got the Jags and the Chiefs. Uh, third noon, you know, the second noon game, I should say. Uh, I'll start this one. Look, I, I don't know which I don't know which Jaguars team we're gonna get. I, I don't. I know Chiefs fans want to say, "Hey, we're still the Chiefs. We're probably, especially without Allen being hurt. Yeah, we're not gonna be. We're gonna be like number one seed in the AFC." Okay, look, I think the Chiefs will win, but I think whatever the the point uh, differential is, I think I would take the under because I'm still not a believer in the Chiefs. I'm sorry, they're still a little banked up as well. So I'll play. I'll I'll pick the Chiefs, but you know I'm keeping it like an asterisk there. I'm going with Kansas City as well. Kansas City is a nine and a half point favorite at home. If you're a smart betting man, take the Jaguars at the points. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but with that being said, and the overall in the total is 51. Uh, the Chiefs uh, did not look great on Sunday night. They barely beat the uh, Tennessee Titans in overtime last week. The Jaguars had a big win last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think the Jaguars are coming on here. Uh, they will show some improvement, but uh, Kansas City will be too much for them at the end. I see Kansas City win this game by three or four points. I'm going to go with Kansas City, too. Jacksonville, there, there's promise, but it's not entirely there. Kansas City, they still have Patrick Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey. They're going to find a way to pull this out. It's It could be a close one, but I'm going with Kansas City. All right, next up, we got the Browns and the 6-3 and three Dolphins. So you start this one. I thought this game was in Cleveland, but since looking at the schedule here, it's in Miami. So mm -hmm. uh, what the Dolphins did to the Bears here in Chicago last week, of course, the Browns, uh, uh, the, I know they beat the Bengals a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football at home, but uh, I'm going with Miami. Miami's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under total is 49. Uh, I think it's going to be an ugly close game to start off with, but the Dolphins should have enough to beat the Browns. So, And, uh, and, and the temperature should be... Do I see it here? 78 degrees, but heat shouldn't be too much of a factor. So I'm going with Miami at home. I'm going with Miami too. Simple as that. They're the better team this year. Same thing. I'm picking the Dolphins just for that reason. Too many problems in Cleveland, not just uh, the Deshaun Watson yeah. situation. All right. The 1-6-1 one, one Texas against the Giants. Fresh off a bye. Christine. Are you ready, everybody? One, two, three. <laughs> 
Giants. Yeah, no, don't need to waste time on that one. I mean, no, no, Texans are a mess. And yeah, the Giants probably want to kind of redeem themselves after they lost a couple of weeks back. All right, you got the Saints and the Steelers. I feel bad for whoever had to watch this. Who has this game on CV on Fox, I should say. Uh, I'll just, oh gosh, I mean, a short week for uh, for New Orleans. I'll just say Pittsburgh. They're coming off a bye. New Orleans is, uh, you know, coming off a short week. So I might regret my, I might regret it in the morning, but I'm picking the Steelers. I'm picking the Steelers too. It's uh, New Orleans just isn't there for me this year. Uh, make it three for three. I'm going with Pittsburgh as well. Even though New Orleans is favored by a point and a half, that's basically at a pick them. Uh, because because the Steelers are at a home, they had a bye week. Uh, I'm they sh- it's going to be an ugly close game. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, should be like I said, they're coming off a short week too. Don't forget the Saints are so mm-hmm. that might be another thing. Uh, Broncos and Titans. Apparently, the Broncos are like the hot yo pick. I I saw. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know why no. either, but I, I don't know, but I, I, I'm picking the Titans. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm picking the Titans. So like, I don't know why the the Broncos are a hot pick in Vegas right now. So I, I don't know. They might, unless Vegas knows something we don't. I mean, but I'm picking the right. Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans too. Derrick Henry's been looking really solid on the field since uh, his injury last year. Uh. Speaking of experts, so-called experts, Colin Carhart, which I'm watching right now on FS1, he picked the Broncos in an upset as well in his – um. yes, he did. <laughs> they must they, – do they know something we don't apparently? like. <laughs> I, I don't know, but the Broncos, even though they're 3-5, and five, they're 1-3 and three away from home. The Titans, even though they did they – were, they were leading the majority of that game against Kansas City last week. Uh, I trust the Titans. Uh, I don't know if this means a good sign or a bad sign for all of us green on most of these games for this Sunday. <laughs> but the Titans are three-point favorites at home. The overall the total is 39. So I expect it to be an ugly, low-scoring game myself. But with that being said, I'm going with Tennessee. Should be interesting there. Uh, the now Jeff Saturday interim coach. Uh, <laughs> first of the three <laughs> o'clock games, the three five and one Colts against the Vegas Raiders, who are two and six. Uh, Darren Waller, I think he's on IR. Also, two hundred yes. Renfro is uh, out mm. as well. So looks like they might be in for the tank. The Raiders are. Uh, Christine, you start this one for us, please. Well, I, I wonder how Saturday feels playing on a Sunday. That that could be conflicting for him. I don't know. There, there's so many jokes I can do with this. Um, boy, you, you know, I want to... The Raiders have let me down two weeks in a row, I believe, with my picks. But the way that this is going right now for Indianapolis... I'm going to pick the Raiders one more time. One more time I'm picking them. The Raiders are favored by four and a half points at home. Uh, if those of you in the Chicago area, you'll be able to watch this game on CBS because of the Bears, Bears game airing on Fox uh, as part of the uh, noon uh, doubleheader game. If the Raiders don't win this game, there's definitely going to be some problems. Uh, let me tell you that right now. So mm-hmm. uh, here's the perfect game plan if you're a Raiders fan. Tell this to the head coach, Mr. Josh McDaniels, who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Run the ball with Josh Jacobs. Please run the ball down the Indianapolis Colts' throats, okay? If you yeah. do that and hit Devontae Adams over the top, you'll win. I'm going mm-hmm. with the Raiders. 
Yeah, I'm gonna put the Raiders too. Just give Josh Jacobs and let him go to town. That's all you gotta yeah. do. Just, 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 just don't. It's not rocket science, yo. Yeah, <laughs> McDaniel's. I mean, it's, it's not. It really isn't. Uh, America's game of the week. You got, you know, most of us, most of the nation will get this game. Cowboys, uh, six and two, and the Packers at three and six. Sid, you start this one for us, please. Uh, Fox has been advertising this game like it's going out of style. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, um, on the under headline here is that uh, the Packers lose. Could this be the beginning of the end for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, the Cowboys are the, the stronger team here. Mike McCarthy, the former Packers head coach, is mm-hmm. now, quote, unquote, coming home. Usually yeah. around this time, the Cowboys usually suffer a bad loss uh, around this time. They haven't done that so far this year. But I got this ugly, sneaky feeling. Maybe I'm convinced, convincing myself. I don't think I am. But – I got this ugly, sneaky feeling that Green Bay will show up and somehow find a way to win this game. For that alone, I'm going with the Packers. Dallas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Well, I'm picking Dallas because the Green Bay Packers are like a sinking Titanic right now. And, (laughs) And with Mike McCarthy, you know, coaching Dallas, he may know some tricks that could still be up the Packers' sleeve and use it to their advantage so so that's my logic there all right so you picking the cowboys i guess i'll pick the cowboys that four and a half points is a little bit high for my taste so i would say stay away from this game if i were if i were a betting person uh i'll it'll be close it's gonna be a lot closer than a lot of people are thinking so i'm gonna pick the, the the cowboys it could come down to a field goal you know could they perhaps lose? Could they easily lose one of these types of games? Sure, but I don't think they're going to do it, at least not this week anyway. Yeah, I and need that Prescott and CeeDee Lamb to have big games because they're both on my fantasy team. Oh, boy. <laughs> I right. know, right? <laughs> All right, the three in the NFC uh, West, you got the three and six Cardinals and the three and five Rams. This will be the other game of that. Only Probably only those of you in uh, Arizona and uh, Los Angeles and, and Southern California will probably get this game. Says, yep. Well, we'll be watching Cowboys and Packers. On Fox, you know, with a doubleheader, but uh, you know, both teams have various you know issues and concerns. That old line for uh, the Rams is is awful. The defense hasn't been, and you know, the Cardinals they were really close in a couple of games. This, especially that game against Seattle last week. I might regret this. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Uh, don't, don't kill me if I you know, like I said, don't listen to me. I don't know what the I'm sure Sid will tell you what the, uh, the points and the, uh, the favorite, but I'll pick the Cardinals. Yeah, I will tell. Oh yeah, go Sid. Okay, I would tell you the over on the total for this game is forty and a half, and the Rams are favored by a point and a half. So uh, that means that uh, some money is coming in on the Cardinals. Should we talk about? Um, we won't have time during this episode. Should we talk about Cliff Kingsbury? Even though he got a contract extension about a year or so ago, can we talk about him possibly losing his job? Because that Arizona team has been terrible. And you mentioned injuries. Matthew Stafford, I think, believe is still, uh, yeah. as of this broadcast, is a, is a concussion protocol. Yes, he is. I assume he's going to be okay for Sunday. I assume he will be. If he is, I'm picking the Rams. I'm picking Arizona because, because of Matthew Stafford actually being a concussion protocol. Knowing what his wife Kelly has been through when it comes to head injuries and, and head yeah. trauma – She's going to want to have a little say in this as to when he goes back in. And if he has to miss a game on on Sunday, he has to miss a, miss a game on Sunday. So because of that, I'm picking Arizona. 
it might be a more exciting game than a lot of people are thinking. So I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on this game via my computer while watching the other Same here. that will be on television. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this might be interesting though, just for that. Uh, but plus, I need Cooper Cup to have a big game for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, fantasy yeah, absolutely. football. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, well, in general as well. Uh, mm-hmm. A good one here on Sunday night. You got the Chargers and the 4 4 49ers. Uh, Christine, you start this one for us. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G. I, I'm picking the 49ers. They they just have a stacked team, like, especially with the addition of Chris, Christian McCaffrey. They've just been lighting it up. So I'm going to keep on going for them. The 49ers are seven-point favorites at home. Uh, they're four and four. The Chargers are five and three. Justin Herbert, I think he's going to have a tough night, especially if their 49ers defense is starting to get healthy. And plus, I'm starting them because uh, they're on my fantasy team. But, but that's besides the point. I'm going with the 49ers in a close one at home. Yeah, it's going to be a close one. It should be an exciting uh, scenario. But, yeah, A, they're at home, and B, I think that defense is a little bit better than the Chargers defense. And they're still banged up to the Chargers are. So I don't know mm-hmm. if my, I think my boys will be out again. So I'm picking the 49ers. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a couple of sacks on Herbert. But should be a fun one, though, nonetheless. Um, okay. Okay. Monday night are in the NFC East. You got the Commanders and the Eagles. 8-0 Eagles, I should say. Now, no worry. I, I, I think Troy Avis is still going to do the game. I know he lost his mom a couple of days ago. You know, mm-hmm. I'm to him and his family, too, going through that loss. But uh, back to this. Uh, so you start this one for us, please. I'm not going to give a prediction in terms of the point spread, but I'll give a prediction in terms of, of a winner. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles because they are at home. And for those of you scoring at home, Philadelphia's an 11, uh, 11 point favorite. Of course, the Commanders uh, blew, uh, blew a, cl- a close game last week to Minnesota at home. Philadelphia has been uh, dominant so far. I'm going with Philadelphia. Flybirds. Fly, birds, fly. Going with the Eagles. Yeah, same with the Eagles. I mean, I just don't think Washington is there just yet. They got their own issues to deal with off the field. So we won't get into into that. But, yeah, I'm going to pick the Eagles as well. Although I think Washington will keep it close early. But I think, you know, too much talent for the Eagles. And I know they want to prove that they are a worthy 8-0 team. So it should be a fun with them nonetheless. All right, now back to the NFC North. Last but not least, you got the Lions and the Bears. Weather shouldn't be a big problem. I know it's going to be very seasonal for this time of year here in Chicago. 39 degrees. Yeah. Love so, it. yeah. So, uh, this could be a, a points thing. You know, first of 30 points wins, I think. Uh, weird things that happen in the NFL. I'm going to pick the Bears, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions somehow pull it out because of, you know, weird things. So, I'll pick the Bears, but it's going to be close. Ali, I'm picking the Bears, too. Just because with Detroit, you don't know what team you're going to get. I would not be surprised if the Bears mess this up and Detroit wins. (laughs) I I honestly wouldn't. Um, But for now, I'm picking Chicago just because I do see those little pockets of hope right there. The Bears are favored by two and a half at home. The over-under total is 48 and a half. I don't know if I should play that or not. I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it. But as far as picking the winners on this show, I'm going with the Bears. Like I said, they can't screw this up, can they? I mean, they can. Sure, of See. course they can. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course they can. Of course they can. But, yeah. 
Look, I, I think Justin Fields will lead the way for them. You know, he'll have a big, you know, going at it. So I, I feel, but they should be able to pull this out. But then again, look, weird things are happening in the NFL this year. So yeah. if, well, if the Lions somehow, you know, Aiden Hudson gets like a pick six or something, or if Kirby Joseph gets a pick six, will, will, will that really be a big shocker? No. And, oh, and uh, Ian Rapport and Adam Schefter are both reporting that uh, Josh Allen is questionable for the Bills against the Vikings. So uh, if you have Josh Where Allen on you your go? fantasy team, <laughs> I, I would uh, make sure you have an extra QB on standby. Just saying. It better be a better one <laughs> or else. <laughs> right. And those are your picks for uh, week 10 in the NFL. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakeena McGee, Sydney Brown, and our girl KXRB's Christine Manica joining us. Uh, we went through that pretty quick. So we got mm-hmm. some time. Uh, the MLB Awards will be announced okay. uh, starting next week. Uh, let's start with the rookie of the years. We'll start the AL. You got Stephen Kwan from the Guardians, Julio Rodriguez for the Mariners, and Aubrey Rochman for the Orioles. Sid, who is your pick? Julio Rodriguez from Seattle. You saw what he did uh, at the home run derby. You saw what he did for Seattle as they returned to the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. He's the engine that makes a Seattle offense go. So I'm going with Mr. Rodriguez. Who are you saying the name for the Guardians? It's been a long time. Stephen Stephen Kwan. Stephen Kwan, I'm going to go with him. Just because the Guardians had an unexpectedly great season, and and you don't do that with the veterans alone. So I'm going to go there. Yeah, I I like you. Yeah, I I'm gonna pick Rodriguez because I think he was a big big reason as to why the Mariners got back into the playoffs. I think he was a big reason why he kind of let that that young guns with the Mariners. He got that big contract now. Although I would be surprised if Stephen Kwan comes somehow pulls it off because he was sort of like the guy that kind of you know sort of got that things going with the Guardians. So either one yeah. of them, I think you know, would could probably win this one. Now in the NL, you got Brendan Donovan for the Cardinals, Michael Harris the second from the Braves, and Spencer Strider for the Braves as Ooh, well. Yeah, so uh, I'll say Donovan might win just because it might split the vote. But he he had the really great showing for the Cardinals this year as well. So if I had to pick one of the Braves, I'll play. I'll say Strider, mainly because I think he was a big reason why the Braves were able to clinch the, uh, especially when they started playing the Mets and such too, when they got they took took control of the NL East. I'll be the obvious one. I'll go with Donovan of the Cardinals. See, I want to say Donovan. I want to say Strider. I want to give it to the other. I want to give it to the Braves just because there's two guys there. But I think I'm going to give it to, oh, gosh. I'm going to say Donovan of the Cardinals. All right. And manager of the year uh, in the in the, in the, in the AL. Yeah. To, yeah. No, to, well, <laughs> good one there, huh, Christine. Uh, Terry Francona, of course, for the Cardinals. Brandon Hyde, that's it, Sky for the Orioles. And Scott Service for the Mariners. Christine, who is your choice? I'm going to go with Scott Service from the Mariners. Like you said, they they came back really strong during the during postseason, and and the coach is a is a big part of that because the players want to play for the coach too. So yeah, it'll probably be Scott Service, but I'll give my vote to Terry Francona. Because uh, remember, the Guardians did not na- make not one single move at the trade deadline, and they did something that the White Sox couldn't do: was uh, have a better record in that trash-ass division. <laughs> I know, I know, Brennan High's gonna be very upset that you didn't pick him, sick, because he was your guy. You, you were, I, look, you were. I, I know, I know, you, I know. You were, you were, oh, the, oh, the only reason why. Yeah, the only reason why, and it's obviously it's not his fault because they got a good young squad. Watch out for them next year. But the only reason why I didn't pick Brandon Hyde is because 
Baltimore didn't make the playoffs. It wasn't their fault. It was just too many other good teams that were in front of them. That's fair. And, and that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Frank Kona wins. Is this going to be like his third, I think. Uh, but I will say Scott Service, too. I, I've been, look, you, you know me, so I've been running for him all season. So. Yes. Yes. He's got that great young squad. I think it's going to be even better. I think they're going to be challenged. I think they're going to challenge Houston uh, next year, especially if they can uh, shore up that middle relief. Watch mm-hmm. out for the uh, watch out for the Mariners on the NL side. Dave Roberts from the Dodgers, Buck Showalter from the Mets, and Brent Brian Snyker from the Braves. One one of uh, not that's not on there. That should be hello Rob Thompson for the Phillies. Came back, you know, got his team in the uh, last day of the uh, season, regular season, got him in the playoffs. Got all the way to the World Series. Just saying. Uh, I guess the Buck. I guess I'll pick Buck Showall just because he's a, he's a sentimental favorite. I think. But but I, well, I like Brian Snicker too. So either one of those guys, I'd be okay with winning. Uh, who's the first? Um, Dave nominee? Roberts. Dave Roberts. I will go with him only because no, folks, uh, don't bring out the playoffs with me. It's not a it's not it's not a playoff award. It's a regular season award. So don't tweet me with that foolishness. It's about the regular season. The Dodgers had the best regular season in their franchise history. Remember, they had a whole bunch of injuries to their starting pitcher, in particular Clayton Kershaw and Walker Buehler, who's lost for the year. And mm-hmm. so with that alone, I'm going with Dave Roberts. Uh, Buck Schultz, I would have given it to him, but the Mets pissed away that NL East. Uh, title down the stretch you got swept by the cubs <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with either dave roberts or buck like you said lakino the sentimental value and again dodgers had had amazing season too so i i'd be happy with either of those should be interesting one there and that one should be interesting here for the side yeah we'll start with the al our buddy dylan cease from the white yes. Sox. Alex, Man- Alex Manoa from the Blue Jays and Justin Verlander for the Astros. Nope and nope. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Justin Verlander is going to get this one because of his comeback story from Tommy John about a year and a half ago. Dylan Cease, he should get this award, but because of uh, now ex-manager Tony La Russa and the in that garbage offensive philosophy that they adapted, which didn't work for a home running team, it costed Dylan Cease his 20-game season. So for that alone, I'm going with Justin Verlander. I'm going with Dylan Cease because he'd be <laughs> Justin Verlander. So there's my two cents there. <laughs> well, that, that is usually logic there, uh, Christine. Uh, yeah, I'll pay, I'm going to give Justin Verlander, too, like I said, sentimental favorite. You know, great comeback story. He finally got his World Series ring now. He didn't pick up the option with the Astros, so he could be retiring. That's the rumor. So, I mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think Verlander, too, will win that. Now, on the NL side, it's going to be very interesting. You got Sandy Alcantara from the Marlins, Max Free for the Braves, and Julio Urias for the Dodgers. Oh, God, this is going to be a tough one. I think you put all three of these guys' names and who mm-hmm. you pick. You, if you pick one, you'll, yeah. you'll be okay with that. I'll say Alcantara just because he had a great, uh, you know, ERA you know, up there too. The only problem is I think the Marlins didn't do so well this year, so that might help, might hinder him a little bit. If he doesn't win, I'll, I'll say Max Free. So I kind of like my backup winner in case Alcantara doesn't win it. I'll go with Sandy too from the Miami Marlins. Remember, they were at five hundred until the All Star break, and after yeah. they they went downhill. But I'm I'm giving it to Sandy from the Marlins. Yeah, I'm going with you too, Sid. Same. All right, now we're into the biggies, the, M- the MVP awards. We'll start in the AL. You got Jordan Alvarez from the Astros, Aaron Judge from the Yankees, and Shohei Otani, the defending champion from the Angels. Christine. 
You know, I want to say Shohei because the Angels need something to celebrate, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. after not having a so great season. But Aaron Judge, I'm 62 home runs like that. That's a, that's an accomplishment in itself. And and he may not be a Yankee anymore. That That's a rumor going around. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I will be happy with either Shohei or Aaron Judge. I'm going with Judge. Judge, same. Judge, so a sweep there. And the NL could be a little more competitive. You got Nora Arenado from the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt for the Cardinals, and Manny Machado from the Padres. Sid. Yeah, I think it's a guarantee one of those Cardinals are gonna win it. Well, who's gonna win it? Give me Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, I'm with you. Oh, wow. We're having another sweep. I, I say Goldschmidt as well. I think he, you know, his numbers <laughs> lined yeah. up. He was in the top, you know, 10 in like all the big, you know, batting categories. So I think this could be, this may not be a case of, you know, his teammate might split the vote. So with, you know, a management child season, but we'll see what happens. So uh, you can check out all those, all those awards in the various days starting on Mon uh, what, Monday, again, the 14th. Yeah. So on, on uh, MLB Network. So make sure you guys get the exclusive announcements on there. I know we got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Christine, uh, we brought you, we brought your name up on Monday, but going to college football. Right. What did you think about Notre Dame's win over Clemson last Saturday, blowing them out of the Irish Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> the floor is yours. Say whatever you want. Guys, that that's a great. They're not look. I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs this year. But that's just a nice feather in Marcus free and Marcus Freeman's cap right there, just to say. In my first season as head coach of Notre Dame football, I beat Clemson. I don't think anybody, any other first-year head coach in Notre Dame can say that. I beat Clemson in my first year. Not to mention, as much as I have mixed feelings about him, Brian Kelly, they beat Alabama. That mm -hmm. probably secured hey. for another year, you know? Because they haven't had too great of a season, LSU. So it, it, it was a great weekend for Irish fans. Storm in the field. They they protected the goalposts, though. I, I know that they had security watching the <laughs> goalposts, so they wouldn't be taken away. But, yeah, it, it was a great win for the Irish. Good good day to be Irish. Yeah, it was a nice, especially after, you know, all the bad losses you know, to Marshall right. and such, you know. The early part of the year, they're still look. You know, they're still trying to get it going. So, and they have Navy this week this uh, yeah, on tomorrow. So, they, game. yeah, they should they should be able to win that game. So they might be able to finish strong. You know, no playoffs probably, but they could probably go to a, one of the New Year's Six games. So, or at least close to it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, what do you guys think about PK Supon officially being hired by ESPN? I think well, my thing is like, what took him so long? He'll be doing yeah, good for ESPN. Yeah, like yeah. you say, it's been long overdue. <laughs> Yeah, NHL coverage will be part of the studio coverage as well as uh, the, some uh, select uh, NHL games. You know, they'll, I'm sure they'll make an announcement when he'll be doing those games. But yeah, he did a great job on Get Up. And I think that studio part, I mean, no shade to Steve Levy or, you know, of course, Mark Messier and Chris Chelios, obviously. But they need to kind of like a younger, you know, player, you know, fresh off yeah. retirement to kind of like bring that knowledge from today. And that's kind of the thing that, that TNT, their coverage has. They got a couple of guys there and Anson Carter and Paul, Paul Bissonnette, you know, Guys that just retired, you know, of course, Carr has been retired for a few years now, but even mm -hmm. still, I mean, they needed, you know, ESPN needed that up for their coverage. Yep, you took the words right yeah. out of my mouth. Exactly. 
Okay, oh, and also to uh, Frank, Fred Hickman, who, uh, you know, Sid and I, this, he's more our, I don't know if you, you I'm sure you've probably seen him, uh, Christine, but uh, for our generation, you know, Sid and mine, I mean, CNN Sports Tonight with him and the late, now the late, also the late Nick Charles, that was sort of like kind of like the back and forth with the, uh, you know, who, you know, do you watch Sports Center? Do you watch CNN Sports yeah, Tonight? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There were, there were times when I actually watched, you know, CNN just as much. That was back when they were actually showing sports on CNN. You know, yeah, you know, at the nine eleven, they cut sports out of their Ugh. budget altogether. So, but like I said, we won't get into that part of it. But That's like I said, the, yeah, yeah, peace and love to the uh, Fred Hickman family. I know we lost him at the age of sixty six the other day. And like you said, Lakina, there was a show to watch when ESPN was growing his brand uh, back in the eighties and early nineties. Fred Hickman, one of the first black sports anchors mm-hmm. on television. And like I said, mm-hmm. CNN was giving opportunities to people that looked like us. Uh, back mm-hmm. then, remember uh, Bernard Shaw? Yes. Uh, he was one of the first black uh, network anchors uh, on mm-hmm. TV back then. So, yep. like I said, Frank Hemming was a trailblazer. I know he did some stuff for ESPN many years ago. So, and uh, he's been all uh, covering. He was covering sports all around the country, and he helped launch the Yes Network some twenty mm-hmm. years ago. You know that network is celebrating their twentieth anniversary this year. Of course, yep. if you don't know the Yes Network, uh, it's the home of the Yankees, the now mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets, and the um. What was the what's the WNBT the New York Liberty? New York Liberty, yep. Yeah, right. So uh, we we wish him all the best, you know, on the family. Uh, uh, rest in peace, mm-hmm. there. And I know, I know, he and Nick Charles are having a little go of it in heaven too. I'm sure they're probably talking about, you know, what's LeBron doing, wasting his uh his uh last year uh playing years over in the yeah <laughs> the Lakers. I'm sure they're gonna get a kick out of up in heaven. So peace, love to them. And uh, anything else, uh, guys, you want to talk about before we disperse? I want to ask Christine real quick. The White Sox made a couple of moves this week. They say goodbye to Josh Harrison. So the White Sox will get a a new Mm -hmm. second baseman. But they picked up the $12.5 million option on Tim Anderson's contract. I think that's a good move. I think uh, A.J. Pollock, they they let him. He's gone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's gone. Yeah. So the White Sox saved money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was more upset about A.J. Pollock just because he was such a promising player for that team, and I and I wish that he could be a part of this this next chapter for them. But it, it's not it's not in the cards, unfortunately. But I'm glad that they picked up Tim Anderson, and Tim Anderson agreed because it shows that they see something in uh, Pedro Grafal there. It'll be interesting though to see uh, what the what the White Sox do. I mean, you know, they got they're going to have some money. You know, they don't have to pay AJ Paul the twelve and a half million that he would have had to pay him this year. Also, to Contreras, you know, for the Cubs, you know, they you know decided, of course, as expected, not to pick up his option. So now he's a free agent. So it'll be interesting to see where these guys go. You got the winter meet is coming up, uh, I believe, in a couple of weeks. Sid. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see like where some of those names that you mentioned, and we'll see if the White Sox. I know there are a couple of names that our buddy Joe Lozowski said that uh, that the White Sox might get because uh, I forgot the name of the guy from the uh, – I got to look it up on his uh, Twitter right quick. But there was a guy that he mentioned uh, last week about our buddy Jordan from uh, mm-hmm. Sox uh, – uh, Sox on 35th. Sox 35th podcast. Thank you. So, uh, you'll be in my uh, tongue-tied, tongue-twister there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, my tongue-twister there. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting like, what names they pick up. I mean – do they go for an Aaron Judge? Do you go there? Go for somebody else like that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting, though. Like so, I said, the White Sox should go for Aaron Judge. We know they had the money. They just won't do it. Thank you, Mr. Reinsdorf. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, they try to go. Well, when when they tried to go for Machado, they they legitimately gave him a great offer. Like when we actually heard what they were offering to get Manny Machado, we're like, wow! Like they actually didn't hold back. Like they they actually gave this great player a decent offer, and he just happened to refuse. Um, so who knows? Maybe they'll take that chance again. Well, they fumbled the bag, and San Diego came up with fifty extra million dollars, and that's how the Padres yeah, scooped them up. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> that might have been why, but <laughs> but the fact With- that they even gave him a decent offer—it's like okay, that—that's something that I would consider as a player. <laughs> We'll be interested to see what happens there. Now, with that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80, S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Christina Red, can the lovely people follow you? They can follow me on Twitter at Cmanica underscore KXRB. What about your Instagram? Oh, I don't <laughs> Want the people that follow out. you there? Oh, I, I don't give that out. They can find me if they want. That that's my personal one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Well, I, no, 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 I, no. I'm I'm with Christina. I mean, keep you, you your fashion, your personal uh, social media accounts separate. That that's what I I I totally agree with her on that. Now, of course, you guys, you enjoy all the games. You got some great NFL, college football action of course got the nhl and the nba a lot of great games this weekend on all fronts so enjoy it all i know it's getting a little colder there so stay warm uh temperature you know, crash <laughs> yeah talk about temperature crash big time uh, <laughs> but still you guys stay warm you're not gonna get vaccinated you know, wash your hands and be good to each other this has been second city sports on sports Zone chicago and we'll see you monday stop bears holla <laughs>